This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Coming to you live from the the 2023 All-Star Game. We got a lot of walking around. I ran into, this guy is a Seattle legend. He's been here way back in the day, 1984. Uh, he's Mr. Mariner. He was, a, he was the Rookie of the Year uh, and an All-Star his first year in 1984. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Alvin Davis. Alvin, thanks for coming on. Hey, it's great to be on with you, Justin. Great to see you the last couple of days. It's, it's awesome. And, and my time in Seattle... I came up in 92, 93. I went away for a while. I came back in 2001. And uh, one thing changed. Alvin Davis was still Mr. Mariner. And you were still around. And I, I just know this this city absolutely loves you. Let's go back to the very beginning. 1984. Different place played in Seattle. We're in the Kingdom. I got to play in the Kingdom a little bit. You played your entire career there. What are the differences now? How has Seattle changed since 1984? Because I know it's changed a lot. Yeah, yeah, man, Brad. I, I, you know, I got to go back to your guys' class, you know, like you said, the early 90s and then definitely the 2000s. I think in that period of time, everything just changed. I mean, we're pretty much standing where the Kingdom was, right? The North Block of the Kingdom, indoor stadium. You know, it, it, it fit the region with the weather and all that kind of stuff. But, man, we just had not broken through as an organization yet. And so, you know, sometimes I'd travel around the country and people would say, oh, you play professional baseball, you play for I play for the Seattle Mariners. Oh, is that a big league team? You know, well, that, that's gone way by the wayside. Thanks to your generation of guys that came up after me, came through after me, and really put baseball on the map, not only here in the Pacific Northwest, but throughout the entire world. Yeah, and I think, you know, you were the original. You were the original. You were Mr. Mariner for a reason. But then came along the Griffey generation, Griffey Edgar. Uh, I was here for a little bit of it. I got to uh, bad to the bone, Jay Buhner. Uh, those years, Randy Johnson. And then we went into the 2001, Ichiro came. I came back. Uh, we had that great run in the early 2000s. They opened Safeco Field. But you were still around all the time, and it, it and it was great to see it. When you showed up, it was like, there's Alvin. He started this all. Now we're in the Julio Rodriguez era. Uh, talk about those different generations. And now it's that new school, you know, and it's Julio, and it's all about Julio. But you were there seeing all of them. What do you see the differences, and where do you see baseball in Seattle going? 
Yeah, I love the way you broke that down, just the connection of the generations of players that came through, you know. And as you mentioned, Junior got to play with him, got to play with Edgar, got to play with Jay. When they were young, you know, getting established in the big leagues, getting established here in Seattle, and then to see them kind of be the first wave of, uh, of success and greatness here, breaking through in 95, you know, winning the division, making the playoffs, starting that run in the late 90s with playoff playoff runs and then in the 2000s that group that you were a part of as well you know the 116 win club in 2001 so just being able to maintain that connection dropping in and seeing you guys every once in a while and you know kind of being the older guy as time went on that didn't necessarily go to war with you guys you know so to speak on the field you know we didn't you know we didn't uniform up together you know we didn't have the same sweat on the field and the blood and all that stuff but i always felt welcome i always felt connected to the players and even to this day, I appreciate it. You know, being able to watch Julio come up through the system. First time I met him was down in the DSL. You know, 17 years old. You know, he was our guy. And, uh, you know, just a, an amazing young man, amazing player. From the very beginning, wanted to be the greatest player that he could be. You know, he, he wasn't afraid of the light, wasn't afraid of the stardom, wasn't afraid of where his ability was taken. And now he's that guy, right, that we're building around and trying to take us back to the promised land. I came up in 1992. The city, it was the kingdom. It was a lot of empty nights at the kingdom for me. Uh, that was my – and you know it is as a rookie. You're not worried about anything else. You're just worried about proving to them that you're a big leaguer. And I was in that – you know, my hair was on fire. I was struggling, and I'm trying to get advice from everybody. I wasn't really aware of my surroundings, but it was different then. It was the kingdom. Seattle baseball wasn't – the huge thing in town i went away i went to the cincinnati reds but i kept my eye on the guys you know tino martinez was still here and edgar who and buner who were huge influences on me as a young player uh 95 when it really kind of turned the corner in seattle with that big playoff run it kind of is the reason that safeco field got built now t-mobile park um but through all that, then I came back in 2001. And as you know, you were around a lot uh, in 2001 watching that run. And, and for about four years through the end of my career, it went from an empty kingdom to the loudest rock concert every night. I'm telling you, in 2001, I'd get on that top step ready to take the, take the field playing the Kansas City Royals on a Monday night. And it was 46,000. And I felt like I was a beetle walking onto the field. It was unbelievable. And I thought, wow. 92 to 2001, the way this city changed, the way everybody had a Mariner jersey walking around town. And now we had a long drought. And we didn't get to the postseason until last year. But you're starting, Julio's breathed a lot of that energy back into the franchise and kind of going in the right direction. I know they're not where they want to be this year. High expectations. Got a lot of pitching on that team. But talk about the fans, how they've changed through the years. Because you talk about those early 80s and people asking you, oh, do you play in the big leagues? You know, as the Seattle Mariners to what you see now when you come out to, to play ballpark and you're going through all the festivities like the rest of us at this festivities like the rest of us at this 2023 All-Star Game. Yeah, yeah, you know, the word arrival comes to mind, Booney. You know, um, the, the franchise arrived in, in those eras and those generations. I think one of my things that comes to mind is attendance, right? Just tracking it through attendance, like you know, you and I, a lot of empty seats. You know, Kingdom was a multi-use stadium. 55,000 people could fit in there, right? The Seahawks would pack it out. Sometimes we played between 10, 15. They were loyal fans. I love them to death because they were always there with us through thick and thin, and there was a lot of thin. 
But now, you know, and as you said, as, as the franchise built, you know, Safeco Field got built after the 95 run. Uh, and then we went through that, that probably 10 or 15 years where we were the top draw in all of baseball. We led baseball in attendance. People forget that, you know. But then we kind of went through that drought. Just as you and I know, it's it's hard. It's hard to consistently be at the top of the table in the American League West. You know, the wild card comes in. It's hard to win a wild card and even harder to win a World Series. And, you know, we've learned that at, at this franchise. But, you know, just a shout out to the fans here in the Pacific Northwest, the loyalty. The club is beginning to travel now. You know, you and I catch the games on TV in San Francisco, for example, and we hear, you know, we hear the Julio chant late in the game in San yeah. Francisco, and I'm like, Mariners yeah. Nation is on the move, man. They're everywhere. You see us, you know, see the, the Mariners here. You see the Julio Rodriguez, you know, the Luis Castillo. You know, you see the Seager. You see the, the King Felix. You see the Brett Boone jerseys yeah. in the stand. Yeah. Cleveland and you know, you know, Cincinnati and all over the country. So be right now, we've done at the Major League level over the last 10 days or so. It seems like we've changed the clout cup, the court turn the corner here. Hopefully the all-star break rejuvenates the guys and then they go on a run like they did last year. And now we're talking about being in the playoff position. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, it's so cool for me because, you know, it seems like I was just playing yesterday, but I wasn't. I was playing 15, 17 years ago, uh, riding over in the car. You know, I'm riding with Alvin Davis and, and we got Vinny Castillo. We got Raleigh Fingers, all from different generations. And I was teasing Raleigh today. I said, Raleigh, what if there was a red carpet for you back in 1972? What would you be rocking? We, I, I, I made light of the Sansa Belt pants that were that were famous in the 70s. I remember my dad and all his teammates wearing them. Uh, 1984, Rookie of the Year. Uh, you drove in 116 as a rookie. And your first All-Star game, San Francisco, you were at Candlestick. Now, you're walking around these festivities. You're seeing everything going on from the celebrity softball game. By the way, do you know who won the MVP of that celebrity softball game? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, but I'm kidding. No, but I'm kidding. From 84, that all-star game, and, and as our first all-game, I remember mine. I was just tickled to death to be there. I'm sure you were the same way. But the changes that have gone on, they got a red carpet now. They got a silly celebrity softball game. They've got an unbelievable home run derby, which is now probably the biggest show of all the main sports. And we haven't even, we've been here for four or five days, feel like we've been here for a month, and the game hasn't even gone off yet. Yeah, the difference, I think it's really good for the game of baseball, bringing fans in, not only in the city of Seattle who's hosting, but for the entire world. It's like this is a, it's almost Super Bowlish. Yes. How different is it from '84 to now? From '84 to now. Yeah, very, very different, as you mentioned, and I think you know, as you pointed out, the events and the festivities that are happening around the game. You know, going back to the Futures game, now the HBCU Classic, you know, the Griffey game on Friday night. And even before right. that, there That's was right. a high That's school right. classic before that. And so MLB is just adding more, adding more, adding more. 
Another thing that our fans may not be aware of is how MLB is, is investing in the communities where the game is being hosted. You know, caught a thing on the news the other day. MLB's partnering with the Mariners to rebuild the Rainier Playfields near Seattle, trying to bring game back to the inner city, you know, and, uh, and revive the game. And, you know, another thing that you and I have both experienced, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years off the field. I'm 40 years almost since my debut, and I'm seeing the generational effect. I'm seeing fans come through for autographs or for photos. You know, I watched you when, when I was a kid, and this is my and this is my son, or this is my daughter, and you know, they, they know who you are and all that kind of thing, which is amazing for the game because again. We're using this word connection, right? So we've got this link in the game of Major League Baseball, and we're passing the game down to generations, and that's that's great for the game. All of this that you know, the fans can probably hear, you know, on the podcast can hear in the background. This is all fan friendly. It's designed to bring the fans and, and increase the love of baseball. And you and I, we know we love it. It's in our DNA. It's in yeah. your DNA generationally. You talk yeah. about connection, right? Third generation, right? Hopefully a fourth generation here. And uh, yeah, th so this is all great. And, and I love uh, how the strategic vision of the folks with MLB, the strategic vision of the, the folks with the Seattle Mariners of making the game accessible to our fans and keeping the game alive and well. We love it. That is awesome. And I don't know about you, but you know we're we don't use this word anymore but they tell us not to use it but we're we're old school baseball players we played the game a certain way there were a certain set of rules i was asked uh a few months ago i was asked a, a question they said brett what were the unwritten what are the unwritten rules of baseball now we have we know what our unwritten rules were but i thought about it and i woke up the next morning and i said the unwritten rules are whatever the current players decide they are because it's their game now. It was our game. It's their game. We pass it on. And one day it'll be their kid's game. I've kind of come around. I've had a, I've had an open mind about the new guys and what they do, the swag, the, the, the entertaining they do. I know at first you were probably like, what is going on? If I ever hit a home run and did that when I was a rookie, oh, I'm going to be, Nolan Ryan's going to hit me in the head five times tomorrow. The game's changed, though, and I've it's kind of I've kind of settled in with it. Like you know, this is their game; they're having fun. The kids of today, it's a different generation. Our kids are different kids than than we were, and it doesn't make it a bad thing. There's a lot of great things I see about the new generation, and there's some things I think, no, I liked our generation better. How are you on that? As far as the, the way the games change for a guy that played in '84, I know at oh, first know you were first, probably, like, probably like, "What's going on here?" But now I, I've kind here. of embraced but it. What about you? I, I've kind of embraced it. What about you? Yes, I embrace it. I definitely embrace it. And here's one of the reasons why. Having the opportunity to go to Latin America and see how the game is played in the Dominican Republic, to see how the game is played in Venezuela, and then just the passion for the game, I think you're seeing some of that influence in Major League Baseball. And so are, are we going to now ask the players that grow up playing in that environment to come to the U.S. and now be someone that they're not? Do we get the best version of them if we don't allow them to be who they are and play the game with the passion that they grew up playing? And like you said, the players determine what the rules are. They, sometimes we watch it and it's not appreciated, you know, staring at the 450-foot right. homer or the bat going all the way to the dugout. The guys on the mound take offense to that. The guys buying the plate take offense to that, and they work it all out. So, you know, I'm learning to adapt to it because, you know what, again, I think the fans like it. 
Maybe some of the old school fans don't, but hey, that's good too. You know, hold on to that. You know, hold on to the future of the game and in the old school way. But you know, I think Booty, when we watch playoffs and we get closer to, we see we see the excitement increase, but we also see the pure baseball return as well. And we see the passion for the players to win the game. And at the, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You get home plate more than your opponent does. I think everybody loves that. So I'm, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm, I'm willing to adapt as long as more beauty of the game of baseball. If we start getting away from that, I'm going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem with that. But, yeah, as long as we stick to the core, the other stuff, the fans love it, it's good for that. Well, that's awesome. that's awesome. Alvin, thanks for coming on the program. Alvin, Appreciate it. Always love seeing you. You're, you're a big part of, and always will be a huge part of this Mariners organization. I can feel it because I know my generation is like, there's Alvin Davis. That's the original, man. Mr. Mariner, you got inducted in the Mariner Hall of Fame 1997. The original. So I really appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. Have a great time. We got one more. We got, we got the game tonight. Like I said, it seems like we've been here a long time. We got the game tonight, but it's always a pleasure seeing you and your family. And uh, love you, man. Thank you very much for coming on the program. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. You, you, you got, got a Mr. lot of selections. You I appreciate you picking me out, my friend. Mr. Mariner, Alvin Davis. Mariner, we'll be Alvin back Davis. soon. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.